Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Course in Miracles podcast, lesson 99. Holy cow, lesson 99. Yesterday, I, I took my one-wheel electric skateboard... Um, which they go off-road. It's this amazing invention, the one wheel. It's one of the greatest inventions ever. But I took it uh, to this, I took it on this kind of like secluded dirt sand road out in the desert, about two hours away from my house. I drove out there. I had to get away from the coast and I drove about, I want to say three or four miles down this deserted road, like kind of into the middle of nowhere and did my my course lesson, I will accept my part in God's plan for salvation from the top of this rock overlooking this valley with no people. It was beautiful. It was just amazing. It's really interesting because, you know, I'm certainly a conservationist at heart and love the earth and thinks we need, think we need to love the earth and protect the earth and save the trees and all that great stuff. I also believe that there are people, you know, who do things to make money that might not be the nicest things to do to the earth, but and that they also have a right to earn a living. So you can read into that as much as you'd like. But uh, like I said, it's I'm I'm pro Earth just in general, surfer, um, mountain person ish, and I was never one of those like hardcore outdoors people. But you know, certainly was appreciating where I found myself today. And my point in sharing that is that, uh, you know, you're doing a Course in Miracles lesson on top of a rock and you're maybe three miles or four miles away from like civilization at the most. And, you know, there's still a car maybe like half a mile away or a mile away. And there's still this sense of, yeah, this earth is really, really, really huge and there are massive open spaces. And then as, as I was riding the thing back to my car, I took a wrong turn, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of lost in the wilderness. Like I had, I had maybe like seven or eight minutes of panic. It was just like, what if, what, if, what if the battery dies? What if nobody can find me? What if my phone reception doesn't work? What if I'm like, you know, literally, as the crow flies, like 800 yards from like, a, like this little farm I ended up stumbling onto? But still, it's like enough to really kind of get the blood pumping. And before I went out, well, b- before I take any sort of an adventure, I always say, well, guardian angel, would you please uh, watch, watch over me, guide me, love me, protect me, and whisper into my ear regarding anything dangerous that I need to look out for. I am paraphrasing my prayer to the angels, but that's basically it. We all have guardian angels. And I believe we all have guardian angels. According to David Hawkins, we all have guardian angels. So it's real easy, however, to forget that you said that prayer when you take a wrong turn on the way back to the car in this desert, on this desert road, you know? And um, I mean, worst, worst, worst case scenario, you could just walk the road and eventually you're going to hit it like a highway. You know, it's California, but, but still, you know? It was beautiful to do that lesson to remind myself that I will accept my part in God's plan for salvation. It was beautiful to do that lesson from on top of a rock overlooking this beautiful valley. And excuse the yawn, it's because I went and exhausted myself. It's really important to exhaust yourself. If you're a healthy person, exhaust yourself. 
If you exhaust yourself on a regular basis, a good healthy exhaustion, that is a heck of a uh, of a defense against dis-ease. And I realize that it's Course in Miracles and we are not a bodies, we are free. There's a lesson coming up here not too long. I am not a body. I am not a body. I am free. And yeah, I get that. But you realize you're a body when you can't find the highway. You know what I mean? So exhaust your body. Exhaust your little body. Work your little body. And when your body, when your spirit is done with your body, it will just simply toss it to the side and go on to whatever's next. It says that at some point in the course. I think it's in the text. It basically just says the body is, you know, we're just using the body for a little while and we, we don't need the body anymore. We just toss the body aside and go to heaven. Sounds nice. Wouldn't it be, ni- wouldn't it be nice to be in a place without all this earth stuff, all this earth bullshit? God, I swear, earth bullshit sometimes. Just, I swear, it is just a little too much to handle. And I tell you what, it is beautiful getting away from society like because I live on the coast and everybody here on the coast of California and Southern California is everybody's really mellow everybody's really laid back but there's a lot a lot a lot a lot especially on weekends there's a lot of really mellow really laid back people so it doesn't matter how laid back and how mellow the people are you get a bunch of them together like on the Pacific Coast Highway on the weekend and it's just it just gets a little gnarly you could get run over by one of those nice people you could be one of those nice people who runs somebody, runs over another nice person, runs over another nice person. And we certainly wouldn't want that now, would we? So enough, enough with this crazy talk. Um, All that being said, it was beautiful to return to sanity at the top of this, this little perch I found myself, you know, three or four miles away from the nearest highway. And it's, I, I used to take martial arts a long time ago. This is almost 30 years ago. And uh, the teacher, he was insistent, or he, he wasn't really insistent, but he would basically talk about his spot. He had a spot he would go to. And he's like, you have to have a spot. And I think that it's important for us to have spots, a spot where you go and it's just your spot. And today I found my spot and it was beautiful. So go find your spot. Maybe you could have your city spot, your urban spot, and then your 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 rural spot or your desert road spot. Okay, without further ado, lesson 99. So almost to lesson 100, you're all doing great. So almost a third of the way net there now. So keep pushing along. Salvation is my only function here. There's another God. I hope I'm not making you yawn. Salvation and forgiveness are the same. They both imply that something has gone wrong, something to be saved from, forgiven for, something amiss that needs corrective change, something apart or different from the will of God. Thus do both terms imply a thing impossible, but yet which has occurred, resulting in a state of conflict seen between what is and what could never be. Truth and delusions both are equal now, for both have happened. The impossible becomes the thing you need forgiveness for, salvation from. Salvation now becomes the borderland between the truth and the illusion. There's this really cool section in the, in the textbook called the borderland that you could probably just flip through the table of contents and find and read through it. But borderland is basically the land that you find yourself when you've seen, a, you've caught a glimpse of God, like you've caught a glimpse of heaven, you've caught a glimpse of the great rays, you've caught a glimpse of this sublime state, and like you got to go back to earth. It's like, I've seen the promised land, why do I have to go back to earth? That's the, the borderland. 
really cool stuff. It, read, read the section on the borderland. It reflects the truth because it is the means by which you can escape illusions. Yet it is not yet the truth because it undoes what was never done. How could there be a meeting place at all where earth and heaven can be reconciled reconciled within a mind where both of them exist? The mind that sees illusions thinks them real. They have existence in that they are thoughts, and yet they are not real because the mind that thinks these things is separate from God. So, you know, classic example of a, an illusion, something that isn't real is just this what you see happening phenomenologically currently in the political sphere, there's just a lot of hoo-ha. I don't know if you've noticed. There's a heck of a lot of hoo-ha going on out there. There's certain people that have got feelings about other certain about other, other types of people, and the other types of people have certain feelings and opinions about this other types of people, and it's just everybody's, you know, it's, it's just a, a lot of, it's just a lot of hodgepodge. And it's all illusion. It's not real. So God did not create the X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, so it is not real. It's all illusion. What joins the separated mind and thoughts with mind and the thought which are... What joins the separated mind and thoughts with mind and thoughts which are forever one? I'm going to read that again. What joins the separated mind and thoughts with mind and thought which are forever one? I can't quite make sense out of that sentence. You are, ple- you are welcome to. What plan could hold the truth inviolate yet recognize the need illusions bring and offer means by which they are undone without attack and with no touch of pain? What but a thought of God could be this plan by which the never done is overlooked and sins forgotten which were never real? The Holy Spirit holds this plan of God exactly as it was received of him within the mind of God and in your own. It is apart from time and that its source is timeless. It is apart from time and that its source is timeless. It operates in time because of your belief that time is real. Unshaken does the Holy Spirit look on what you see, on sin and pain and death, and grief and separation, and on loss. Yet does he know one thing must still be true. God is still love, and this is not his will. So all that stuff I was talking about, this phenomenal, this the, 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 the political phenomenon, the cultural phenomenon, all this sort of kooky sort of mudslinging that's happening, this almost mean-spiritedness that you sort of see. God, God is love. God looks on that and it's just like, forgiveness looks on that and it's just like, nah, nah, that's not God's will. And because that's not God's will, it's not real, right? This is the thought that brings illusions to the truth and sees them as appearances behind which is the changeless and the sure. This is the thought that saves and that forgives because it lays no no faith in what is not created by the only source it knows. This is the thought whose function is to save by giving you its function as your own. Salvation is your function with the one to whom the plan was given. Now are you entrusted with this plan along with him? He has one answer to appearances, regardless of their form. 
their size, their depth, or any attribute they seem to have. I'll read that again. He has one answer to appearances, regardless of their form, their size, their depth, or any attribute they may seem to have. Salvation is my only function here. God still is love, and this is not his will. So any of this crazy stuff that you see, any, any place you catch yourself getting triggered or being triggered happens to me all the time, right? You just remind yourself, salvation is my only function here. God still is love, and this is not his will. Yet who will work, who, yet who will yet work miracles? Be sure you practice well the idea for today. Try to perceive the strength in what you say, for these are words in which your freedom lies. Your father loves you. All the world of pain is not his will. Forgive yourself the thought he wanted this for you. Then let the thought that which he has replaced all your mistakes enter the darkened places of your mind that thought the thoughts that never were his will. So those darkened places of your mind that thought the thoughts that never were his will. So let his thoughts replace those thoughts. You know those dark places you go in your mind? God wants to replace those dark thoughts with his thoughts. And I, for one, know all about those dark thoughts. This part belongs to God, as does the rest. It does not think its solitary thoughts and make them real by hiding them from him. Let in the light, and you will look upon no obstacle to what he wills for you. Open your secrets to his kindly light and see how bright this light still shines in you. Practice his thought today and let his light seek out and lighten up all darkened spots and shine through them to join them to the rest. It is God's will your mind be one with his. It is God's will that he has but one son. It is God's will that his one son is you. Think of these things in practice today and start the lesson that we learned today with this instruction in the way of truth. Salvation is my only function here. Salvation and forgiveness are the same. So when you see that mayhem ensuing and you forgive it, that is an access point to salvation. That's the same thing as salvation. Realizing that that is not real frees you. Then turn to him who shares your function here and let him teach you what you need to learn to lay all fear aside and know yourself as love which has no opposite in you. Forgive all thoughts which would oppose the truth of your completion, unity, and peace. You cannot lose the gifts your father gave. You do not want to be another self. You have no function that is not of God. Forgive yourself the one you think you made. Forgiveness and salvation are the same. Forgive what you have made and you are saved. There is a special message for today which has the power to remove all forms of doubt and fear forever from your mind. If you are tempted to believe them true, remember that appearances cannot withstand the truth these mighty words contain. Salvation is my only function here. God still is love, and this is not his will. Your only function tells you you are one. Remind yourself of this between the times you give five minutes to be shared with him who shares God's plan with you. Remind yourself.
Salvation is my only function here. Thus do you lay forgiveness on your mind and let all fear be gently laid aside, that love may find its rightful place in you and show you that you are the Son of God. There is a heck of a lot buried in Lesson 99 here. Um, I was reading Lesson 99 for quite some time. Um, You are more than welcome to read through Lesson 99 as much as you'd like. Um, There's a lot. There's a lot in there. There were sections of that. This, This lesson that I was reading and I really didn't understand, and I have read through these multiple times, so have at it, but really just focused on the, on the italicized section on the prayers, which are the, the, the italicized sections are sort of the prayers, the things that we say to God, to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to all three that then open the door for him, he, she, it, whatever, to communicate back to us. Thank you so much. I will talk to you next time. Of Course in Miracles podcast. Bye-bye.